You're listening to the Growing Up Rock Podcast with your hosts, Stephen Michael and Sonny Hollywood Pooney. All right, Hollywood. So you seem to have an obsession with numbers because this week's episode is all about numbers, kind of an extension of our color by numbers episode, which I don't know how many episodes that was. Go back and check out our color by numbers episode. Pretty fun episode we came up with. And we said when we did that interview that we probably could do a shitload more of these types of episodes because there are so many songs and bands with numbers and with colors associated with them. But this episode's all about the numbers. So it's all in the numbers. So you want to tell people what they can expect from this upcoming here episode, buddy? Yeah, I would say uh, your comment about I'm a numbers freak is very, very accurate. I am a numbers freak. I'm that crazy guy that, you know, I'll be watching ESPN and they'll say some pitcher just signed for seven years, 122.6 million. And I have to go figure out the math. Otherwise it'll drive me crazy. So I am a kind of a numbers freak, but uh, we wanted to do an episode where, you know, one of us gets odd numbers. One of us gets even numbers and uh, let's pick some fun songs that uh, equate to those. There you go. And uh, do we want to tell people what, who got the evens and who got the odds? Or, or, uh, or do we just want to do songs and let people figure out who's the even and who's the odd? Uh, my guess is you'll figure it out pretty quickly. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so, between the two of us, who's odd? That's you, of course. Yeah, of course. I live my ah. life as the odd sheep out. <laughs> so that's what we got coming up. But before we get into all that, last night I uh, had to work security at a concert. You know, you want to know what that concert was last night there, Sonny? Uh, I heard it was Poison? It was Pop Evil, Cheap Trick, and Poison. Wow. Live in concert. And so I was there in all my glory, checking it all out and doing my thing. And, uh, you know, it was not well attended, perhaps maybe because it's a Tuesday night. I don't know. Um, by the time this episode comes out, it'll be a few weeks gone. But, but yeah, it was a Tuesday night and it was probably a little over half filled. The venue, of course, it's an outdoor venue. So, you know, you got seats that were um, almost filled and half the lawn that was vacant, basically. And I know they were doing a cheap ticket for it, but so that was the first opportunity I got to see Pop Evil. Uh, I don't know a ton about this band. I listened to a little bit of it, but I'm not real familiar with any of their songs. They've been around for a little while because they've got several albums out. Are you familiar with this band? Oh, yeah. I got three of the albums. Uh, War Angels, Lipstick on the Mirror, and Onyx. My favorite pop evil song is probably Boss's Daughter. Yeah. Are you a, are you a fan of them? Uh, they're okay. Um, I like Theory of the Dead Man better, Yeah, but they, they remind me of each other. Yeah. I mean, that sounded good. You know, there were they started out really heavy. Like they were really, really heavy first couple songs. 
uh, so much to the point to where you're like, wow, this is really a different mix for a poison show. <laughs> and with cheap check in the middle, but you know, as time went on, they got a little bit more melodic. I thought they were pretty good. You know, I didn't have an issue with them. I'm just not that familiar with them. Thought they had pretty good energy. Singer came out and went all the way up to the lawn, came off the stage and went all the way up to the lawn at one point. So they were pretty good. Cheap Trick, I'll be honest with you, Cheap Trick really impressed me last night. Now I saw them last year. I thought they were pretty good. There's people out there that either love Cheap Trick or they just kind of don't care. I think you're in the you're a casual Cheap Trick fan, right? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty good. The songs I like, the core Cheap Trick fan says those songs suck. Yeah. Okay. So. I was a casual fan, but I got to admit with these last couple albums, I'm kind of leaning a little bit to the better side of a casual fan because I like a lot of Cheap Trick stuff before these last couple of records. And I think these last couple of records they put out have been really, really strong records. And I've enjoyed them a lot, but I saw them last night and I saw them last year with Foreigner and Jason Bonham. And I thought they were really good. But I saw them again last night. Man, they played for a longer period of time this year than they did last year with Foreigner. They played for a good hour uh, last night. And they sounded amazing. Like Robin Zander, dude, he sounded fantastic for as old of a guy as he is. Holy shit, man. I thought it was awesome, man. They did... They did deep tracks. They did great songs. They did hits. It was really, really, they even did some of the newer stuff off the couple of records. It was really, really, really a good set. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I mean, so Xander just turned 65. And, you know, Team Trick's one of those bands. If it pops in the shuffle of my iPhone, I listen. I don't skip it, you know, where there's some bands I skip. So I somehow just kind of miss Cheap Trick. I don't know. How? Maybe they weren't more like the blue collar rock band and they weren't flashy. So maybe that's how I missed them. But then, you know, you look at the crazy guitars, only plays pretty flashy, but I don't know. Yeah. I dug them last night. I thought they were really, really good. Uh, and then we get to Poison. So, I mean, I'm a Poison fan. I'll be honest. I've been a Poison fan since the early days, but it's kind of my same argument as kiss fans have with kiss as i have with kiss which is dudes change up your set list if you're going to go out on tour there's no reason why you can't change up your set list and i'm not even saying get rid of the hits you can throw in three or four deep tracks here and there to please the fans that have been there from the from the old days their set last night was essentially the same set that we saw in 2006. Even my wife remembers it. And, and, and as everybody knows, my wife's not a rock and roll fan. So <laughs> yeah. so it's it's just crazy to me. I don't need to I don't need to see another guitar solo or drum solo or bass solo. I don't ever need to see it. Period. End of story. That's it. <laughs> I mean, it really is the end of the story. <laughs> I, I just don't need to see it. And so when a band like this comes out and 
plays the same songs and has essentially the same set, it bores me, you know? And I thought they were good. I mean, they sounded okay. You know, they sounded okay. They they moved around. It wasn't like they were sitting in wheelchairs. I mean, they moved around. There was good energy coming off the stage. The crowd loved it, I guess, you know, but I don't know. That's that's my two-second soapbox gripe, but... <laughs> My my thing with Poison, so everybody knows I'm a ballad fan. Poison, I like all their party songs. I absolutely hate their ballads. And I think it has to do with I'm just not a huge fan of Brett's voice when he's doing ballads because there's better singers that do ballads, in my opinion. The set list thing, it's one thing, and, I, and I've complained about it as a Kiss fan too. I do understand, you know, when Paul and Gene are talking about you know, I got bombs going off here, fire going off here, kind of like what Molly Crew does sometimes. But when you're outdoors and you're just a rock and roll band, you should be able to do it on the fly, especially if you go on the road with a band like Cheap Trick, who is known for changing their set list whenever they feel like it. They had, I guess they've had Eddie Trunk set the set list the day of, the night before, and somehow made it happen. Like, that's such a contrast to somebody that's playing the same set over and over well here's the thing with the bombs thing like i'm a production guy so i come from that side of things i 100 percent understand that when you're talking about in the middle of a tour i i've no problem with that set your tour up practice your tour rehearse your tour go on tour keep the same set night after night after night for that tour no problem yeah. but my issue comes across years and different tours so don't tell me that you rehearsed once in 2006 <laughs> and started a tour that you haven't changed in 2018. That's bullshit. You see yeah. what I'm saying? So every band, when they go on and they go out and they do a world tour, they come off that tour, there's a break. They change the stage set. They sh should be changing the set list and they completely rehearse for another tour. They should be. You have different cues. You have different pyro stuff. And for Poison, I'll just say this. Poison used nothing but CO2. So they use the fire extinguishers. So there's no danger of any of that. I mean, yeah. you can have lighting cues and your uh, CO2 cues. I'm fine with all of that. But you can change your set, you know. And it doesn't happen in every song. So you can – it just it drives me crazy. drives me batshit crazy. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to get off this thing because it's not just Poison. It's not just Kiss. It's Def Leppard too. Who else doesn't like to change anything ever? Certainly Iron Maiden's not guilty of that. No, they almost got the opposite problem because I'll, I'll go to Iron Maiden shows and I'm like, oh my God, they didn't play blah, 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 blah. You know, it's like, God, did you have to play five new songs? Could you do maybe just three? Right. So I can get see a madness yeah. or I can get a stranger in a strange land or something. I would love you know? to see this latest uh, leg of this tour that they're doing because they're playing old shit legacy of the beast tour that they're yeah, doing now. Yeah. That would be awesome. But I've enjoyed every maiden set ever. Yeah. So I really got no complaints. It's just, they got so many songs. I wish they'd play for three and a half hours. And you just can't do it. Everyone's got a rock and roll story to tell, and we want to hear yours. So go to our website at growinguprock.com.
That's one word, G-R-O-W-I-N-U-P-R-O-C-K dot com. Or visit us on our Facebook page at Growing Up Rock and tell us all about it. All right, so Grown Ups of the Week, we've got, uh, these are all the people that shared on Facebook and retweeted on Twitter. We've got Painter of Light, Scott Delaney, Music Palace Radio, Bill Elam, Michael Groves, Mark Miller, our buddy Bill Algy, Tammy J. Higgins, Arch I. Bald, that's pretty cool, Lady Lake Music, Kristen Kivo, HairNetRadio.com, our buddy Alan Tate, Trace Mess 469, Janet Eck, Jade Zablewski, Little Fish, Sergio Lucas, Greg Renoff shared us, that's pretty cool, Nighthawk, Andrew Jacobs, Bella Lowe's 1966, Dirk Sokolowski, Matthew Patterson, our buddies at Podcast Rock City, Claude Dude, Rick Friel, Mark Winder 8, Aaron Baker, Welsh Gene, Heavy Wind, Ogata, Shawana Lee, our buddies at Digital Killed, DNR Studio CEO, and the band that uh, supplies our transition music, Restrained. So thank you for sharing and retweeting us. Absolutely. Each and every week when you guys will share or retweet our episodes, we appreciate each and every one of you guys, and we'll make sure we call you out on the following episode. It's just some of the episodes kind of that don't go in succession because sometimes we're a little ahead in our recording. So eventually you guys will wind up on our episodes and we'll give you a shout out if you do uh, share or retweet our episodes. Also want to give a special thank you to earpeeler.com and Victor Ruiz for doing everything that he does for the various different rock and roll podcasts. So check out earpeeler.com for all your rock and roll podcasting needs. It's time for the Crank It Up New Music Spotlight. All right, so this week's Crank It Up Spotlight or new in the listening room, it goes along with the theme of numbers that we got going on for this episode, Mr. Hollywood, and I have chosen a band called Crazy Licks. Now, I've talked before about Crazy Licks in the past, but we just haven't played a lot of Crazy Licks on this podcast but i really like this band this is one off their earlier record called new religion and it's very in my opinion it's very um sort of pop hard rock a little bit of a def leopard vibe to it as far as the vocals and backgrounds go uh, but not near as polished as a Def Leppard, a lot raw, more like, I guess maybe more like from high and dry era, if I was going to say Def Leppard, definitely the earlier stuff and not the polished stuff. What's your take on this band, Sonny? What, how do you feel about Crazy Licks? You know, I don't know a ton about them. I listen to the songs that you're going to play, and uh, obviously I've heard you talk about them before. I thought I had some of their stuff, so I go into my iTunes. I'm like, oh, my God, I don't have a single Crazy Look song. Um, but this is a pretty cool song. You know, it's that I call it gooey Swedish hair metal sleaze. That's how I'm <laughs> kind of uh, 
the bucket I'm putting them in, but it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I would think that you would benefit from checking out some of their stuff because I think they're right up your alley as far as what I know that you like. So um, you might for sure go check out their stuff. I agree with pretty much everything you just said. I don't know about the sleaze part because when I hear the word sleaze for me, sleaze is kind of that LA guns, faster pussycat sound, a look, kind of a sound and a look, the sleaze thing. Uh, yeah. So I, I don't know. They don't, they don't come across as, as sleaze to me, but uh, just more like straight up hard rock or, or 80s hair band metal, that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think probably they fit into that category for sure. Um, but this is a song called 21 Till I Die off the new religion record.
Yeah, I gotta check out more of their stuff. That's a good song. Yeah, hopefully you guys dug that and you'll go seek a little crazy licks and that's licks L-I-X-X and they are another Swedish export band that, man, them Swedes are making good music these days, I swear. Yeah, and they're playing, uh, you know, we're recording this on the day before they play the Sweden Rock Festival and uh, our buddy Rich Dillon's out there, so he's going to see him tomorrow. Yeah, he's probably a fan. He probably digs him. They may be a little yeah. too polished for them, I don't know. But yeah, so check it out. Crazy Licks, 21 Till I Die. So it's time for us to get into this main discussion, my friend. And it looks like you've got me slated to make my first pick. Yeah, because I really like that song. <laughs> so I wanted you to go first. <laughs> All right, so cool. So I got the odd numbers because as Sonny said early on, I am the odd man out or the odd <laughs> sheep in the family or I'm just odd. At least that's what Hollywood says. But, you know. And your wife. And my wife and my family and my friends. And Okay, yeah, it's true. Fuck it. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> it is what it is. What can I tell you, people? That's right. That's right. All right, cool. What can I tell you, people? Yeah, you see that in the Paul Stanley. See, Paul's rubbing off on me. <laughs> All right, people. <laughs> I've selected an odd number song for you. <laughs> so the title of this song is none other than nine five nasty and it is bought to you by our friends blackie lawless and the wasp brigade and this comes off of inside the electric circus you know this song obviously mr hollywood oh i love wasp so absolutely yeah, I like a lot of Wasp for sure, and this is definitely in my wheelhouse. I dig this tune, and so we're going to play it for you right now. This is 9-5 Nasty.
So if you were to dial that number, I'm not exactly sure what you would get. You, you would <laughs> get sure. my answering machine, dude. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> Dipshit. It's not like you've never dialed it before. Don't lie. <laughs> hey, who's this? Uh, this is 9-5 awesome. Nasty. Who's this? This is Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> but that song's definitely classic Lost, man. You gotta love Blackie. Yeah, it is. Inside the Electric Circus. I don't know that I like that record, and I know that a lot of people are gonna like Shoot Me, but I don't know that I like that record quite as much as I like The Last Command. But that was the... That was the third record. I think that was the first record with, uh, what was his name? Johnny Rod. Oh, yeah, yeah. I the think guy so. that was, uh, he was in King Cobra, I think, originally, right? Yeah, yeah. I think so. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but that's what I remember. Anyway, yeah. that's my story. I'm sticking to it. And that fits the bill. Nine five, nasty, my odd number. You're up, Hollywood. All right. So we're going to go with an even number. Check this out because you probably. No Twisted Sister, but maybe you haven't heard this song. Check this out. I could not find this song 
to save my life. And when I finally found it on YouTube, it says that it's on the You Can't Stop Rock and Roll record. So I was like, what the hell? So I went into my library because I have that record. And I'm like, that song is not on this record. So what's the deal? So the song's called Four Barrel Heart of Love, and it was on the re-release. So this is a song that didn't make the initial cut. And when they re-released the record uh, on a different label, like about 15 years after the first release, they added three songs to it. And this was one of the songs. You know, this is right before they got huge, right? So in 83, I mean, the next record, they put them, (laughs) they were all over the world on the next record. Yeah, I mean, I love this. I love this record. And I like this song, but I had never actually heard this song before. Uh, so I was like, did this replace a song or was no. it? No, they just added four songs because the record, I remember I had this vinyl and it was an actual Atlantic Records promo. I remember a big sticker on the on the uh, vinyl said Atlantic Records promotional. So I guess I'm assuming that was an early pressing of the record, uh, much earlier than when they put this re- uh, song on the record, right? The re-release has the eight or ten songs that were on the initial record and then three extras, yeah. All right. Awesome. So I'm up next. Give this song a listen.
Believe it or not, I actually own the CD. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, I own the CD. I would have never guessed that in a hundred years. So the name of the song is called One and Only. One fits the bill for the theme, right? Right. And this is by a band called Blondes, and it's B-L-O-N-Z. This is an Atlanta band. These are all friends of mine. I ran the same circuits as these guys back in the late 80s, early 90s. So I remember playing clubs with these guys. I remember when they got their deal. I remember when they got ready to put out the record. I remember when they did a tour with Don Dockin. I remember all that stuff. And I'm still in communications with Nathan, the singer, who recently did some shows with Lynch Mob but I don't know whether he's actually singing for Lynch Mob or whether he was just filling in because I keep seeing different posts where Mason is doing shows with them again. So I don't know what's what with the whole uh, Lynch Mob thing, but he was doing a few shows with George Lynch and Lynch Mob. But it's really, really a good, solid rock record. So what's your take on this record, Sonny? I think it was just timing. Uh, you know, to me, they had like, they were kind of going for that House of Lords look. But, uh, you know, the lead singer looks a little Mitch Malloy. You know, it's kind of a weird mix, but it's good music. And, uh, you know, Steve Walsh was a co-producer on this. Yep. Yeah, because yeah. he's he was, he was also Atlanta-based. And they recorded at, if I'm not mistaken, uh, memory serves me, they recorded at a place called Southern Tracks, I think. Oh, okay. And Steve Walsh was doing a lot of uh, work in that studio at the time. So there's a lot of connections and a lot, lot of backstory with some of the players in that whole camp. But yeah, I mean, I enjoyed this record. I don't even know if you can get it anymore. You can probably seek it out on Spotify. Maybe it's available on Apple Music, but it was just a self-titled record. It's called Blondes, B-L-O-N-Z. Uh, it's got a forearm with a tattoo and a bronze like brass ring on the finger of the guy's <laughs> arm. So. Yeah, it's pretty funny. When I saw it on your list, I'm like, I think I have that CD. And yeah. I go to my archives. I'm like, here it is. It's good stuff. <laughs> good stuff. Seek it out. All right. What you got? See, I do right. it as good as Jody, right? Yeah, you do. I don't. Yeah. You do. All right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, you know, anybody who's been listening to our podcast for a while or just knows me knows uh, I have a professed love for Richie Kotzen. But, you know, most people actually don't know why. So my love for Hailstorm, Jeff Scott Soto and Richie Kotzen is almost the same reason for all three. And it's lyrical content really 
all three bands or songwriters, it feels like they're pulling lyrics out of my diary, out of my personal like life. And that's what connected me. You know, everybody has different reasons why they connect to the songs. For me, it was the lyric for these three guys. And um, this song, you know, all of us have been in a relationship that, you know, you wish you'd get out of, but it's almost cheaper to stay in it. So check this out. It's called Six Feet Deeper by the Winery Dogs.
Please make sure you subscribe to our podcast, Growing Up Rock, and leave us a review on iTunes. Give us a like and leave us a comment on Facebook at Growing Up Rock. All right, Sonny. So I know that we're on here each and every week, and we talk about asking people for sharing and liking our Facebook page and sharing and retweeting our episodes. Uh, We ask for the five-star reviews uh, on iTunes, but there are a couple other ways that people can help out this podcast, and and it really doesn't require a whole lot. One of those ways that people can definitely help us out is by going to the Amazon page and doing their shopping. And how they do that is they use the link at growinguprock.com. So they go to growinguprock.com, they scroll down, they click on the Amazon banner, and it takes it straight to the Amazon website, and they just log in and do all their shopping the same way that they would normally do their shopping. One thing they could even do that would make it really, really simplistic for them is to go to the growinguprock.com website, click on the Amazon banner that takes them to the Amazon website and then save that link on their desktop. And then every time they clipped on that link, it would go straight to Amazon, but it would be through our link. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's the easiest way to help us out. Everybody uses Amazon. So whether you're ordering a mango or a hairbrush, just do it through our link. It doesn't cost you anymore. Now, it cost you the exact same as if you went directly to Amazon. It's just that we, because you go shopping through our link, it gives us pennies on the dollar of a kickback. But if enough of you do it, it builds up and it will actually help us pay for our uh, web hosting fees and things that it cost us to get this podcast out to you each and every week. So that's, that's all that we ask. Cool? Cool. All right, back to it. All right, so back to our discussion and I am up. Now, I haven't played a whole lot of Europe uh, because I consider myself more of sort of a casual fan. I don't think that I'm a big super Europe fan. Uh, I really, really despise the final countdown and have always hated that song from day one. But they do have a lot of really good material that's much more rocking than that piece of shit song. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking that, but I didn't actually mean to say that out loud, but I said it out loud, so my bad. But anyway, yeah, I, I do like a lot of regular Europe, just not that song. Yeah, I'm the I'm the yang to your ying. So I am a big Europe fan, old and new. One of my favorite albums is The Final Countdown. I taught my middle daughter, first song I taught her on piano was The Final Countdown. And so I love all things Europe. So I like the cheesy stuff and I like the darker stuff they've been doing of late. So the song that I picked, let me just play it and then you can tell us what you think of it. All right, here we go. This is a song called Seventh Sign.
So after this album came out, Prisoners in Paradise, they didn't release another album for 13 years. And I think Joey saw it coming. He's like, okay, the sound that we got is not going to be able to sustain. And the, that album was probably the last of their kind of more, I guess, melodic hard rock. And they got a little bit deeper and darker, tuned down, that kind of thing on their later albums when they came back. I actually love that song. I think it's Rock the Night's Little Sister. It reminded me a lot of that song. And Key Marcello, man, he rips on the solo, and there's some great guitar work in that song. Yeah, completely. It's just a straight-ahead hard rocking song. I really like it, and I like the way it builds at the beginning, so it kind of gets my blood pumping a little bit, you know, and it's just got to, you know, once it starts out nice and slow and kind of quiet and then gets into a, a really driving kind of thumping it gets me going so i dig that song seventh sign by europe and that record really does have quite a few tunes on it that i like a lot so if you get a chance check it out uh prisoner in paradise is the name of that record yeah and some interesting trivia for you so bob rock was supposed to produce this record hmm, interesting. and he decided to do the metallica black album instead all about choices, and uh, that, <laughs> that choice is probably a pretty goddamn good one. <laughs> That's right. So Europe had to settle for Bow Hill. That's not all bad. Yeah, no, Bow Hill's good, but uh, yeah, definitely the right decision by Mr. Rock. All right. <laughs> yeah. You're up, brother. Okay, so it's possible nobody's heard of this band, so I'm just going to say the word Juliet. Check out this song.
Romeo, Romeo, wherefore out thou, Romeo? Sweet Juliet. I actually have this record. I've known about this band from a long time, and it actually seems like, and, and don't quote me as this, but do you know where this band is from? Florida. Exactly. So <laughs> these guys were doing the club circuit. Uh, that's why I know this band, because they came through my town playing cover songs quite often. I grew up in Florida, so uh, I know all about these guys uh, and have this debut record, and uh, I like them. Yeah, that song was called Eight Lives Gone, and if you heard a little bit, I hear Kevin Dubrow in the vocal a little bit. Kenny McGee, who was the lead singer, he had ties to uh, Kevin Dubrow. Like, they were friends, and they hung out a little bit, and I guess these guys were from Florida, but they couldn't get off the ground, so they moved to L.A. and then released the one album, but the one album was released at the end of 90, fell off the planet, came back, released an album like in 2004, and then fell off the planet again. Awesome. All right. So this next band I'm going to play doesn't get a whole lot of press, but you got to love the name of the album. Name of the album is Social Intercourse. Love it. This is a band that back in the day, I have to be, you know, 100% transparent and truthful. I wasn't really into women in rock and roll. This was like the mid, mid 80s. I just didn't seem to like rock and roll with women. I I don't know what to tell you, you know, but hey, times have changed. Obviously, I'm all about it now. There's so much good female rock and roll happening these days. But this is a band that changed my mind back in the 80s. They have a lead singer who is a female. And this record for me, Front to back, I really, really wore out. So much to the point that I remember the cassette melting in my car at one point in time from the hot Florida heat. This is a band called Smash Gladys, and this is a song called 17 Going On Crazy.
So I'm with you. I had the same issues because, I mean, if you think about it, our choices were Femme Fatale, Lita Ford, Joan Jett. They look great, but, you know, they left something to be desired when it came to their vocal abilities compared to some of the screamers of the mid 80s that could really belt it. Right. So I had the same problem with this band. And uh, later on, I'm like, well, you know what? They're kind of a mix of Cinderella, L.A. Guns, Faster Pussycat kind of thing. And I actually enjoyed them. I have the CD, too. So when, when I saw your thing on there, I'm like, I think I have that CD. And I went to go grab it, and I had it. Yeah, this this is not by far my favorite song on that record, but definitely Stones-influenced, kind of just that old school, like uh, almost Hanoi Rocks, Faster Pussycat, old school Faster Pussycat, just kind of straight up rock and roll with a little bit harder edge. They had a cool look. I think the band was from New York or up in that area. It's a great record. Social Intercourse by Smashed Gladys. And that was, again, that was a song called 17 Going On Crazy. I like uh, the song Legs Up. So if you get a chance, check that song out. Very cool tune. But yeah, I never get a chance to play Smash Gladys, so I'm really happy that I was able to play this one tonight. All right, so our last song on the main discussion. Ten strikes, you're out. Check these lyrics out. Strike one, I saw you winking at my friends. Strike two, you touched my damn iPhone. Strike three, you gave my dog VD. Strike four, I don't remember four. Strike five, well, you're racking up strikes faster than your mama getting Facebook likes. Check this out, Steel Panther.
so I take I take Steel Panther with a grain of salt. They do entertain <laughs> me. They do entertain me. They make me laugh. Some of their lyrics. Well, okay. Let me rephrase myself. All their lyrics are so fucking ridiculous. It's unbelievable. But this one actually, in terms of their lyrics, I think this one is probably the lesser offensive of a lot of the shit that they put out. So, and, and the music. The music is undeniable. It's one of the reasons why I sort of like Steel Panther is like they're really good musicians and the music is good. So this is a song that fits that bill for me. I really like this song quite a bit. I haven't heard this song. So this is the first time that I've heard this song. What record is off of, Sonny? Uh, this one's off of All You Can Eat 2014. Okay. And uh, you're right about the lyrics. Like the verse that goes, strike to you, touch my damn iPhone. It says, strike to you, touch my damn iPhone. My other bitches call and check. So leave it alone. Just leave it alone. Right? So they're supposed to be silly, but you are absolutely right about the music. Cause when it comes to those four guys, no matter how fun the lyrics are, how crazy the lyrics are, the music is always great. Yeah, no doubt about it. One of my favorite tunes by them. I, I'm a little bit partial to, um, what's it called? What would Tiger Woods do? <laughs> yeah. I like the music in that one. That's good. <laughs> good rocker. It's time for your historic moment on Growing Up Rock. All right, so historic moment. I have evens. So, of course, I'm going to pick this Gene Simmons classic from Dress to Kill. Nobody ever plays it. Two-timer. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. So that's actually the second time that Grown Up Rock has played two-timer. You know what the first time was? No. The first time was on our friend Bill Algie's time capsule where I asked him to pick something to play us out, and that's what he picked. That's one of his favorite songs. Oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. So so let me ask you this, because I've always kind of wondered about this. Is it just me, or does the very beginning of this song sound like it's almost out of tune? Uh, Do you hear that? No, I don't. Okay. I need a musician. I need a guitar. I need to call Phil up. I need to call Phil or Jeremy up and, and ask him to explain it to me because... Maybe they just hit a weird minor chord or something? It's just there's something very off to my ears on that very beginning, the very first three, four, five notes that you hear in that song. And I don't know whether it's a recording thing. At first, I thought it was actually my recording of that song. So I, I listened to it like I pulled it up in, in Apple Music and I pulled it up in Spotify. And I was like, no, that's how the song is. Okay, so we're going to steal something from CGCM. Cue, I'm going to make a editing headache for you. Okay. Let's cue up the Jeopardy theme. Let me listen to this beginning for a second. All right. It's just off. Like the two guitars don't match, or it's just very strange notes to me. I don't know. There's just something about that that's just off. Yeah, because they're trying to harmonize that high guitar is trying to harmonize the riff. It sounds fine to me, but I'm deaf in one ear, so who knows? Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. So that's going to wind this thing up just about. Yeah, that's a fun, you know, I'm a numbers nut. I'm sure we'll talk numbers or colors again. Yep. Um, it's a fun topic, and uh, that was a fun episode. Yeah, it was. I enjoyed it. Shoot, it's been so long since we've actually done, you and I have done a themed episode, man. I mean, whose turn is it to sh- shuffle, rattle, and roll? Well, here, we'll make it fun. So think of some crazy, just give me a crazy word. I'm going to type it into my iTunes and see what comes up. Give me a crazy word. Oh, God. I don't know. That's a fun way to do it. Cat. Cat. Okay. See what comes up here. Oh, my God. We got the world supply here. All right. So, cat. Uh, Let's see. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So, here's your... Shuffle, rattle, and roll. This should be interesting. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Catch you later. Later. Get ready to shuffle, rattle, and roll. Play us out, boys.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.